Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 147, our bucket list hikes. On this episode, we share with you our bucket list hikes. During a time where our outdoor lands are closing their boundaries and we are finding it regulated to stay indoors, we dream instead of being outdoors. This led to an in-depth discussion on where we would rather be. We list out our top bucket list hikes and areas to explore. Definitely join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and get talking about this topic. We want to hear from you what your bucket list hikes and areas of exploration are come hang out with us and be part of our community. And in cooperation with the Podcast Association and the CDC, we would like to share a public service announcement to stop the spread of COVID-19. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. So, um, good to have you back. Yes. With the podcast family. <laughs> I've been kind of in and out of the podcast realm lately. You are. And you're for out. our listeners, I'm very deeply sorry. Um, but I've been a little busy. You're at war. <laughs> I'm at war. Uh, How does that feel? Did you ever think you would be in a, a position to really be like trying to save people's jobs? So it's interesting because in I... In a dog daycare facility. <laughs> right. I, so I feel like I have nothing on those first responders and the medical world who, I mean, literally putting their mm. lives at, at like, more risk and the, the what they're going through. But I'm within my own little war. I, I am having to select, you know, who, who gets to stay and who has to kind of hold out for a while. It's the strangest thing I never imagined in my position overseeing so many employees that I would be faced with the critical decisions that I am. Yeah, and the thing is... And it affects people, and that's the hardest thing to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is that I think we're seeing with all of this uh, is that we are seeing the heroes. We're seeing the people that should have been true, true heroes a long time ago, like really be, really stand out now. I mean, I mean, thank goodness, these frontline people that are going in into hospitals and, you know, our first responders, oh my God, I mean, just what, oh, crazy, crazy. And then just seeing everybody come together, it, it is kind of a cool thing uh, to see. And, um, and I would not want to be in your position at all. Uh, but I think you're doing a, I think you're doing a great job, and I'm it's, glad you're sitting next to me today, because uh, I don't think I could have done another podcast by myself. You know, our our our, our listens go down when I do I solo it, so you must be. I think you're you're the you're the true anchor of this podcast. Um, and so uh, another thing too, as we're kind of getting into the podcast and what we're going to talk about today, is that um, so we we. Have, not only are you trying to save jobs, we were trying to save trips. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we've been desperately grasping on to the last little leg of and every, hope. Yeah. So we have some we have some cancellations. So we've had uh, three trips that have canceled. One, the Grand Canyon trip in May is canceled. The Okefenoki trip that you were supposed to be going back down to there this weekend canceled. The uh, caving trip, uh, or the reunion trip, <laughs> I guess we could call it. <laughs> that was the Isle Royale reunion trip, uh, canceled. And two of the three trips, the National Park Service said, hey, yeah, thanks, here's your money back. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> like they gave us our money back for the permits because they like, wait, we're closed. We're closed. Don't come. So we we think we. Uh, so this is what we're working on right now. We are uh, uh, we're working uh, on a couple of things. Um, the Grand Canyon trip is going to be rescheduled to October. Um, so that is going to happen. Hopefully by October, uh, everything is pretty normal. And so uh, we think we're going to have a lot of fall hikes this year. <laughs> we're going to calendar is going to be loaded. We're going to try to cram in a lot of things uh, because summer, you know, in, unless you're going to be up in Alaska, um, and then we, we are going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, that it's really hot, and it's all a lot of the places that we love to go is just exceedingly uh, hot. So. Uh, um, we certainly can't go down in the Grand Canyon in the summertime. Uh, that, that would, that's a big no-no for us anyway. And, um, so that's going to be October. Um, and then as soon as things start opening up again, we are looking at possibly, um, a big Arizona gig in the fall, which includes the Grand Canyon. But I'm putting together... Um, and we're going to talk about this also in the podcast tonight, Sycamore Wilderness Canyon, because we have a base camp in Sedona. And we're actually looking at expanding that market and expanding the Arizona area to try to do more things in there. Because a lot, I, was, I was just out there, you know, as, as, the, as the Viri was, was like spreading. I'm like going through all these airports. And... Um, but so I, I just came back from I just came back from Sedona it was like a month ago I guess now, and when I was out there I really started playing around and research and I took the car or uh, my uh, four wheeler and I just I went way back out in the Sycamore Canyon and I was looking around and I was seeing logistically where we could set stuff up blah blah blah, and I, I think it's very possible I think it's very doable, um, and uh, so we're looking at that to put a lot of trips together so. Arizona looks like that might be, for us, that might be our go-to point in the fall um, as soon as things, um, you know, open up again a little bit. So, so. essentially what we're saying is is that um, the 2020 calendar is going to be rather full near mid, I would say late mid <laughs> to the end of the year. Uh, so as we're talking about bucket list hikes, I know many of you expressed interest in a lot of the hikes that we are offering in the trips and the adventure. Uh, so, you know, give us about a month. Start looking at that calendar for your own bucket list experience. Yeah, I was looking at yeah, it today. I know. <laughs> it's I'm very like, exciting. Uh, you know, we're we're in we're in go mode. So so, um, so we tend to offer you know we, we tend to offer uh, certain hikes that we love are tried and true, uh, very dear to us, and offer that experience back to you. However, we've never really discussed like an in depth look at what. Scott and Ariane, what we want to do in our lives, our bucket list, hikes, places to explore, things that are always something that we, we've just never done, but we always want to do. And, and, and we started thinking about it. Well, maybe it's time to actually look at seriously doing these things. Um, so these are our aspirations. So you've got a list. I've got a list. Yeah. And there's only one in common. There's only one in common, That's a, but it's a big it's one. Kind of problematic. No, but it's a big one though. So, um, and I, I think that I think as we mentioned all of these, they're they're definitely. Um, I'm sure when you hear these, these will be on your bucket list too. I think this is it's, it's not a just our little bucket list. I think this is a pretty big, broad bucket list that a lot of people would like to do. Um, but we're going to definitely talk about them. And um, see if it's actually even possible. I think they're all possible. Maybe one is really a far stretch. <laughs> but I, who knows? You know, who knows? Uh, I certainly would love to put a lot of effort into doing some of these, some of these hikes. So I will let you go first, Ariane. Where, if you could, boom, they open up the door, and you have the, you've got the resources, the car is running, or the van is running. 
<laughs> okay, so this, where are you, where where are we going? All right, so this is the only one that you and I actually have in common, and and we haven't we haven't really discussed everything on each other's list tonight, but some of them I know about. This one, the West Coast Trail in British Columbia, that is the only one that we share in common. So I I thought we would talk about it first. This has been on our both our mutual bucket list since we first met. Yeah, and I think this uh, bucket list hike is probably going to be very doable. Yeah. I mean, because only because we, we've, we, this is on our radar. You know, I mean, we've researched this trail. Oh, yeah. We know this trail. Yeah. We've done a lot of in-depth research on it to, to see if it was something that Ariana and I both uh, not only would like to do, could do, and how what the access is. And the one thing I love about this trail, and I'll let you continue with it, is that I think half of the the I think half the adventure is getting to the trailhead. Right. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely uh, definitely doable. So so the West Coast Trail, many of you have probably already heard about it. Like I said, it's in British Columbia, Canada, and you do have to ferry out to it to be able to get access. Uh, there are different points that you can access, but it, to do the entire thing is really where our interest level is. It's only 47 miles, um, and you're going anywhere in between May and September. Um, there's a lot that dictates this hike for you, which is my intrigued level by it, because I've, I have done an exposed hike like this, the Kalalau Trail, but in a completely different realm. Um, I wasn't on the ground level per se. Uh, what I like about this trail, what intrigues me so much about this is one, it's an environment that I have never been in, in terms of backpacking for about a week. Um, I've never been hiking in a rainforest-like atmosphere that's also in conjunction to so much exposure to the elements. I mean, you are hiking the you're hiking in and out of the forest like onto the coast and back into the forest land and it has its own set of challenges one you have to be extremely flexible because the tides will dictate your time period uh, of when you can go when you can't go um when you're able to it's like the go no go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i and i and i like that concept of yeah, Mother Nature truly is in control on this trip. And and for me, that's very intriguing to be... I don't like things decided for me, but to be challenged by Mother Nature to say, oh, no, 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 you're not going yet. Or no, you didn't make it in time to be able to cross over. Those, those kind of elements out in a backpacking trip are, are fun because it it challenges you to really stop and listen to the lay of the land. And it, it forces you to, to say, okay, I really need to be intelligent about this. And what I want isn't what I get all the time. And I like that about it. I, I like the other challenges, the intense amount of mud that you're going through, the slick conditions. Um, you have everything. You have ladders. You have boardwalks you have mud pits you have sand you have water you have rivers you have uh, uh, you have pulley bridges pulley bridges that you you've got to put your everything. gear in a pulley bridge yeah and then hand hand move your pulley to get your gear because you can't you can't cross it with a backpack on so i think the challenges between the extreme exposure having to having to work within the tide schedule, the complete exposure that you're, you're under, the slippery wet conditions, which are challenging. I mean, I'm a klutz at best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I like that challenge. That could be podcast uh, episode 148. Klutz at best. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, here's the thing about this trail, which, which really... Um, this is what gets my blood flowing, man. I mean, this is this is what I look for when I look for good, hard backpacking uh, trails. Is that this is going to be the trail that you learn from? 
that challenges you in ways that you didn't think you could be challenged. Challenge number one, when you think my rain gear is waterproof. <laughs> it's uh. a rainforest. It's very likely you'll never see the sun. You'll be in rain the whole time. And it's hard rain. Mm -hmm. It's not a drizzle. It, it's, you know, it. they get a ton of of rain each year. You are in a rainforest. That's that's one. The other thing is is that once you get off the ferry, once you get to the the ranger district, you're not hiking the trail. No, no, no. They actually sit you down and you have to take a class. And it is a it's not a five or ten minute class. It's not even a 30 minute class. It is a half day class of what could go wrong and what to do when it goes wrong. Not if it goes wrong, but when it goes wrong. And it is a, it's, they do uh, search and rescue a lot in there. Uh, and sometimes the, um, the rangers will pull people out and say, you're not going. That's why I want to do this trail. Because I think that's not only necessary, but I think it's smart. Because inevitably it saves them, you know, cost and resources, things like that. But this trail is not to be taking, taken lightly. And uh, we've, there have been documentaries on it. I think NBC News did a big documentary special on it. And um, a lot of people don't make it. A lot of people don't finish the trail. And that's... <laughs> they come off. They get off the, the trail. trail because but it is a challenging, mud-soaking... Uh, beast of a trail that will challenge everything you thought you knew about regular backpacking. And I think the the learning curve that I know we would get out of it, it would just be invaluable. And I mean, that's why I want to go. I am always very intrigued by scenarios. And, and this is what my entire list tonight is compiled of is Things that challenge you both physically, but also mentally. And then the combination of the two, to me, that's what drives me in backpacking is not just the views and the beauty and the solitude and the 10 million other things that I absolutely crave when I go out there. But it's more about the challenges of pushing myself to a limit where I have absorbed information I have learned and I have come out on the other end really insightful about either myself or knowledge base and and that's what I get out of this so going into a, a terrain and environment that I have never explored before it really draws me in so when you're in the helicopter in the basket um, <laughs> you go wow I learned that one <laughs> that was, that was a tough one that was a big learning curve <laughs> I have learned a lot on some trails. I'm, I'm spinning around uh, in a very violent way in a helicopter, uh, in a basket. Uh, I'm not going to do that trail again. No. All right. So so that's a good one. So speaking of challenges, I'll go and um, I'll do mine. And this is, I'm going to say on a doable scale, I, Let's we should have a scale. Like, one, well, like, I, I doubt I'll ever be able to do it. Or 10, yeah, we're going. Let's like do the, one to five. The van is, okay, one to five. One to five. Five is like the van's running. All right. It's going. We're, it's, we're ready to go. That okay. is definitely West Coast okay. Trail. The West Coast Trail. Yeah, the West Coast Trail is a five. five. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> going to do that trail. Um, so my first list, or my first item is, and I really want to do this. This is a bucket list. I really think, I'm going to say this is a three for me. Oh, you're going big. I, well, it. Well, when I mention it, go big or go home. I would. I, it is. <laughs> it is the highest mountain in the world. I want to go to Everest Base Camp. Yeah, you've That's, been talking about that. It's for been a, a dream. Very long time. I know a lot about it. I've done a lot of research on it. Um, and that's my dream. I, I really want to backpack, and I don't want to climb Everest. That that's not realistic for me. That's not a dream for me. Um, but. I would like to go and support other people's dreams that want to do it and support them and uh, just um, be in that culture or be in that, that, that moment, that vibe. I think that would be cool. Now, but here's a cool thing about it is that, and the reason I think it's doable for me because 
Um, that it would be the highest I've ever been. I've been at about 14.5, uh, maybe 14.7, I think, uh, is Long's Peak in uh, Colorado. So I've been, I've been high in elevation, uh, but this one would be uh, 17,500. So it'd be a little bit higher. Just a little. Yeah. And the cool <laughs> thing is, and, and I want to go to Nepal. Yeah. I want to know. I want to go to Nepal because I want to. I want to buy all the really good gear for incredibly cheap prices, um, because that's all the gear manufacturers okay. are right next door is, in China. Is so. this what's fueling you actually wanting to go to there? I do. Or would like to get like some gear. Reverse? I'd like to pick up some gear in Nepal. You know, from like a kid. He's got like an 850 goose down jacket. You know, selling it for like 25 bucks. You know, here you go. Here, here's fifty. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and it could it, it could even be knockoff gear. I, I don't I don't even know. But I think it's I think it's real gear from what I've what I've done research on. Um, but uh, the town in Lukla or Lukla, Nepal. That's where you start, and it is so. From there, it's forty five miles. Forty five miles to get to base camp. All right. It's a long 45 miles. Though. It's a long 45 miles because you have to acclimate. Yeah. So, I mean, you could hang around Lakla, you know, for a while, you know, but I don't think there's a lot of places to, to hang out in, you know, it's, they don't even have any road signs. You can, there's, there's no even right side of the road, left side of the road. It's just driving. If, if they're driving, you know, I mean, it's pretty much chaos in Nepal, especially after the earth, earthquake they had. It, it's, it's, it's a very poor, poor, poor area. But so you, you're not going to hang around there. So it's 45 miles. Um, but over the course of the trail, you gain about 8,200 feet. So you start at 9,400 feet. And you go all the way up to 17,500. And you, you know, obviously have to give your time itself your time to acclimate. And that's why it's a slow process. So it takes you like 9 to 12 days to go 45 miles. So you're only doing maybe six, seven miles a day, maybe. So you're not doing a lot of hiking. I guess you're hiking up. <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be a clue. Um, but and it's you know it's 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 completely completely different. Now my question though is, and I and I haven't been able to find research on it, is that do you get a Sherpa? I don't know. I haven't been able. I think you can do it by yourself. But the, the thing with Nepal is that not hiring a Sherpa is kind of an insult. Right. And so, because that's their living. So I think that would be the only time I would have a Sherpa. Well, it's my understanding that part of the reason you want to go is because you want to like really steep into that culture. And by hiring on a Sherpa and being involved in that, you do have more accessibility to the culture aspect that you're seeking. So I would advise... One, dragging me along with you. That would be cool. I wonder how you find a Sherpa. Sherpa.com. I think there is a Sherpa.com. Sure there is. Sherpa.com. I don't know. I've actually never. You find them on Craigslist? Um, How do you find find the Sherpa? Oh, boy. I guess you just go into town. (laughs) There's got to be like a, I I feel like there's like a saloon somewhere in Nepal where you go in and you just. Or, or, I think you need to do some more research on I this do. before you go. But I think that. But that's what I. Th- I'm so I'm going to say that's a three. So my bucket list is, is a three. I, I I I've I've done a lot of research on it. If I could go, I would definitely go to uh, Mount Everest base camp. See, now I think that would be really cool to experience. But it's never been something that has interested me to the point of necessarily saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i think i'd really like to dig into the himalayas there yeah well there's a ton of hikes out there right and i just feel like it's not so much about everest base camper everest because that seems so inaccessible to me because even though i have a background climbing it's a whole different ball game and i it's just never I admire it, but it, it, would, it would never intrigue me. But I, I think going in that, going going into like the land of the Himalayas would is honestly just that area is just the closest I think you can. Oh, ever I'm get dying to, to know where it is. Spirituality. Where do you want to go? <laughs> well, What's your list? But, but that's the thing is I actually don't have. 
This is more generalized. Like, I would love to explore that. But I've never gotten to the point of actually really wanting to explore gotcha. it. Gotcha. So I think that if you do this, I can tag along and go my separate way. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to find a Sherpa that we both uh, <laughs> we both agree with, which would, that could be, that could be. Uh, very challenging. Yeah, that could be tr- very challenging. All right. Uh, so where's, where's your next, what's your list? What's your okay, next Okay. So I think this is probably a two only for the, maybe a one, one point, one point three. <laughs> I wish it was more like a three. Um, so this is probably this is this this next bucket list is probably something that I will never achieve but the desire to want to do it is so big that I actually think that I might have a fighting chance at doing it one day and that is to hike the entire length of the Grand Canyon wow that is a big is, you, that is big. I mean, are you I'm talking, talking about like north, the, north room to south room or the perimeter? I am talking about the entire thing. So there is there is a non trail trail. You're right, <laughs> and it's about it's about 800 miles, give or take, just just under 800 miles. And the, you have to understand navigation. You have to understand how to read the land. I started doing research on it about a year ago. I think water is important too. Water is extremely important. But so hiking in the Grand Canyon, I have fallen in love with the Grand Canyon. I think it's the most unbelievably spectacular place to exist within. But you have elevation gain and loss over 100,000 vertical feet, which is insane it's insane you have uh to have rope skills and to have just basic intelligence (laughs) it goes farther than navigation um you have to deal with trying to read the terrain is there an actual trail is there an actual trail there is a very loose navigation do they call it a, a route or a trail it's, it's more of a route yeah. it's less than a trail and someone's so done this actually... someone's done this before so yes yeah, somebody has done it and it has been excruciatingly challenging because you're dealing with you're dealing with just fluctuation of temperatures and range of time periods that, that, and 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 i believe that there has been an aspect where you have had to take even though you've done it in one fell swoop you've had to take a rest from it due to the time frame that you're not going to be able to do the whole 800 miles no, and then you at get, one and, time. And, so, And then you run into like the tourists. So that's got to be, <laughs> that's, that's a stink. whole different challenge right there. I, I'm, I'm putting it as like a, a one and a half uh, on the rating scale because I think that one, I probably, I would never, I would never embark upon this unless I spent a, a large amount of time deep into the Grand Canyon, really understood the terrain to a point where I was comfortable doing something like this. And I would never go alone. I'm going to, I'm going to say a 0. 0.5. 0. But 5. I think, I think a one point, I mean, I, I didn't know we were going to, I didn't know we were going to get into the decimals, but uh, now that we're doing into the decimals, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to say it's a 0. 0.5. <laughs> um, there are more doable actual trails that uh, you've got the rim to rim. You've got a, uh, You've just got a plethora of these like sensationally beautiful hikes. But what I am intrigued by is the fact that you really are testing your abilities at the most extreme level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever get to it, but to dream of it is really awfully nice. Yeah. And there's a documentary and I, we've watched it before and it's fun. It's fun to, it's definitely fun to watch. So, okay. So, um, my, my second, um, my second gig uh, where I would go immediately. We almost got a chance to do this uh, about five years ago. We had partnered up with a company called G Adventures, and they do a lot of trekking, a lot of uh, guided trips all over the world. Uh, pretty good company. And so uh, we had partnered with them, and, and sometimes on some of these adventure trips, and maybe someday we'll talk about this, I don't know, but uh, some of the, sometimes... You'd be surprised on um, that. Sometimes you can you can go for free on these adventure trips if you get a certain number of people to go, and you can resell for these 
guiding companies. And that's probably a whole nother podcast. I want to get into it now, but you can do that. Um, and so we put together a trip on the Inca Trail in Peru. I really want to do that before they close it down. Um, Inca Trail is a beautiful, beautiful trail. They have gone back and forth a few times. Sometimes they do close it because of, you know, the trail's getting used and it's, it's, it's sacred. And they've talked a lot about closing it and because so many people go. Uh, but the journey to get there, the, the actual adventure to get to there is, is just beautiful. Now, that is another type of trip where you would have to have a local guide. So um, even if you go as a tourist, um, you know, like if we went backpacking there, we would have to have a guide. We would have to have a local guide. And so that that's just one of the things you have to do. So... Uh, but but to fly there and then take the bus and, uh, you know, there's a lot of hiking and backpacking. Uh, and I think the adventure is and some of that is like you can backpack right into some of these small villages mm-hmm. and stay in the villages and get to know that culture. So and a lot of times for me, when I look at really uh, back cool backpacking adventures for me, anyway, this is just my style um, I always like to get a taste of that culture, you know, get a taste of, you know, whatever this trail is. That's why I love trail town so much, you know, like whether it's Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail. I, that's why I, I'm always drawn to the towns, Yeah. you know, because I want to I want to be a part of that culture or, or, or learn that culture. And so the Inca Trail is perfect trail for me because not only do you get to... Um, <laughs> you know, backpack one of the most beautiful trails in the world and uh, go back in time. But you can extend your your trip and go to these villages and really soak up the Peru culture. And uh, yeah, that's really, I, we, we almost got it. Um, and maybe this will be another podcast someday. I, I, I don't know, but but I, I had... Resold the trip. I'd worked with G Adventures. We were we had dates. We were we we're going to go, and I could not get I couldn't get the number of people to sign up and go, and we would have gone. I mean, yeah. I had everything booked. I yeah. mean, I'm, well, not booked, but I mean, every, everything was a go. I had green light to go. I posted it. We're looking for people to go. We had some people, but just not um, enough. Which I just could not get enough people to go to make it cost effective for everyone to go. But I was close. Um, and so that is on my radar. I, I'd say out of a one to five doable scale, again, I'm going to say it's a three because I've already planned it and I already know who to call kind of gig. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a, I'm going to say as a bucket list, Definitely a three. I'll, well, we're working the decimal system, right? I'm gonna say th- <laughs> I'm gonna say a three point five. I'll say a three point five. Really on changing that. and morphing the rules as we go along. Um, if we get into hexadecimals, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go there. Uh, so I would actually really like to do Capitol Peak, in Colorado. Ooh. So we, we, you talked a little bit about Long's Peak for a brief moment earlier in the podcast, but, and yes, absolutely. Long's Peak is sensational, beautiful, and an extremely, extremely cool, but Capitol Peak offers something scares the bejesus out of me. And that's why I'm so intrigued by it. Inquiring minds want to (laughs) know. Heights. Well, heights at a climber. You're afraid of heights? What? I'm afraid of heights. I've seen photographs of you scaling sheer walls with nothing underneath you. I would throw up to that. And you're afraid of heights? What? This is a revelation. Well, this could be breaking news, folks. So, yes, I am I am scared by heights, but not just the height. It's 
the exposure of the hike. It's the inability to feel comfortable with it. If, if I mentally am not comfortable in that moment, I am absolutely terrified of the height and that's all I can see. And I, and I know I'm falling, but if I feel comfortable or if I have experienced it enough, like climbing to know what, know where my comfort level is and know what my body can do on the wall, even in like a, a really strange scenario, very exposed area, like well over a hundred feet and I'm exposed, I'm comfortable on the wall, but you put me into a different environment and I lose my comfort. I am terrified of heights and I, and I know I'm going to fall. I was on a hike recently uh, with one of my girlfriends and we were going over this big log and we were like 10 feet over the river. I mean, like maybe 10 feet. And I got so sketched out, I couldn't finish walking log. What? I know, but it was all Was this when you're crossing the river? Yeah. Well, good thing you didn't fall. That would have been (laughs) been disastrous. So it's it's a mental thing for me. And I think that Capitol Peak, it has uh, the nice edge. I think that that would terrify me. That's why I want to do it. Well... Yeah, so and we've talked so much about backpacking is mental anyway. It's very mental, and so, I think that's where I find the challenge. What kind of log was it? Was it pine? Was it oak? <laughs> what kind of... I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what kind of log this is. So, um, so that, is that part of the Rockies? No? Yeah? I think it is. I think it's part of the Rockies, and that's in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it's sitting at 14, uh, like oh, just over 14,000. Yeah, yeah, it's a 14er. It's yeah. uh, and I, and I, it's rated one of the more difficult ones because of that exposure. Now, it's probably, I mean, it's it's very sturdy. It's very safe. You're not going to have an extreme amount of crumbling rock uh, like you do in Long's Peak. But, but well, you long, know, you're, Long's, you're very exposed. Long's Peak is boulders. Yeah. I mean, boulders the size of like concrete trucks they're gigantic and the thing with long's peak and i I mean i i think long's peak is doable for everybody um and i'll just i'll rate long's peak for everybody that's listening it's a five for you um it's a five (laughs) Um, it is it is because it's it's yeah you know why because it's a day hike yeah you gotta but you have to start hiking at like two o'clock in the morning with your headlamp so half of your hike is going to be in the dark, um, so you don't you're really sleepwalking anyway. Well, you don't get to see you don't get to see a lot of uh, you don't get to see above tree line because it's in the dark. But sunrise, oh my god! I mean, it, it's it's beautiful. And the thing with a lot of the peaks in Colorado is that you can only be up there for a very short time. You have to in the summertime. You got to be off by noon. Um, so all the fourteeners in Colorado in all the Rocky Mountain National Park. They're beautiful. Got to get off that mountain by noon, because lightning is a, is a very is a fierce enemy um, when you're that high in, in Colorado. So, but yeah, I like it. I like it. So you think it's a three for you? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's a little higher. Four? Yeah, we're gonna go with four. Four point seven. <laughs> sure, why not? We'll throw that out there. So I think one of the things, uh, places that um, gets it gets talked a lot about, probably some of you guys have already been there, but I've never been there, is I've never been able to get to Teton, Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. I just haven't been able to get there. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Um, I feel like I'm talking to Wilson right now. I don't know why. Um <laughs> Teton Cross Trail. I would, I would say, I would, I would join you on a five in that one. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, I think that's a five for sure. Um, but the Teton Cross Trail, the reason I want to do that specific trail, it's a point to point, but it's kind of where boundaries, and so you need a permit to camp on that. But there's, it's very close to the wilderness area that you can kind of take some side trails in. And you can camp a lot of different places out there without a permit. And so it's only a 38-mile point-to-point trail. And uh, so you'd have to, you know, stage a couple different uh, vehicles. But the, the cool thing about it is that you can make it a longer hike. 
And um, you're definitely not doing, you know, most of these hikes that we're talking about too, is that you're not, this isn't a fast paced hike. None of these hikes are going to be <laughs> no. fast paced. You're, you're lucky if you're doing one mile per hour. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one you might do a little bit faster. But it, again, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. I've done a lot of research on it. Um, it takes usually about three to four days, which which tells you right now, you're, right right there, you're not you're not moving fast. And, and what's the point? You know, like I, I wouldn't want to move fast on any of these trails that we're talking about. Um, you, you know, of course, you need a permit to camp along the trail, but there's uh, different backcountry zones that border the wilderness area, and uh, you can pass right through the Alaska Basin um, in the Bridger Teton National Forest. The Bridger Teton National Forest, there is a famous backpack named the Bridger. Does anybody know? what that was i'll give you bonus points we're doing trivia now on the podcast dana designs that was my very first backpack i ever owned yeah the data the dana designs bridger that Hmm. was named after the the tetons uh um uh teton national forest so it's a beautiful area i want to go i'm going to say it's a five because we're going to go with the airstream and we're going to be there and so that's a five all right, five point five. That's a five point five. <laughs> that's a given. So yeah, Teton National Park, uh, Teton Crest Trail for me. That's on my list. You know, I would love to spend some time out in Wyoming and Montana, two places that I have never stepped foot in, ever. And I don't. There's there's so much to explore out there that I would like to spend some extensive time hiking backpacking, just experiencing that land because it is so raw and beautiful from what I know and what I can experience. But, and I, and also uh, I had an opportunity to go out to Montana and go backpacking for a couple weeks. Uh, But yet I was young and stupid and I broke up with a guy right before the trip. Oh. The dumbest thing I've ever done. D- terrible. <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever done. I can't believe So where, I where, never went. Where were we going to go? Oh, man. Uh, do you know what? I don't remember. He planned the entire thing. I don't remember all of the trails, but we were going to go out there for since young, stupid. I heard there's buffalo out there. <laughs> That's what I heard. Man, that would have probably really solidified me maintaining backpacking in an earlier age in my life than, yeah, than i that i did but yeah, see she you should have hung out with uh you should have hung out with me right i would have taken you i heard right. there's i heard there's a big geyser out there the big geyser that just shoots out of the land oh yeah well you know the internet yeah. is full of lies no, no i, I, I no. Think i've seen it <laughs> no, i know it's you actually called the geyser you didn't actually catch that joke <laughs> no <laughs> Well, but anyway, we're, I guess we'll area, head out there and explore. That whole area is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I think you could almost spend uh, a half a year there exploring Yellowstone, the Grand Teton National Park. Uh, I mean, everything. Everything in that corridor right there is probably the best wilderness backpacking in the country. There's a few more places that I think are pretty cool, but I think in that corridor right there, there's some absolutely uh, beautiful, beautiful places. So, so um, I put this on the list um, because we're talking about bucket lists, right? And the criteria for our bucket list of things that we want to do. But there's something that is aggravating me. <laughs> actually, <laughs> and I, I put it a, on my list. I because take it back. We might actually have two in common. We might, but this tra- this trail aggravates me, <laughs> and it aggravates me because I. I wanted, okay, so you're, you're Grand Canyon, right? Rim to rim. Right. Right. Well, this, I don't know what it is about this canyon that makes me angry <laughs> that, that I want to conquer it. And I do. I want to conquer this thing bad. Which jumps to a six, guys. So, yeah, this could be a six because... <laughs> I am really... We're, we're abandoning all of our I'm rules. I'm really... It makes me... It does... This makes me angry. So, it's the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. Now, we've done an episode 
on this. It's called the Dry Creek. Um, and I was just out there. So I just went out there a month ago and I went right to the trailhead. <laughs> Which is probably why you're more agitated by well, it. I went right to the trailhead and I think I um, gave the canyon a f- the, my middle finger. I'm like, I will be back and I will beat you. I will win. And so the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon for me is a very special trail because it's been the only time where I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I really did. I got lost. And it was, it's the only, it's the only, um, it's the only time that I was, um, I was worried. I got a little worried. Um, I think now as a much more mature backpacker, I, I, you know, I, I, I would not be that way, and I've taken you in there halfway. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so, but I want to go where my bucket list is on this bucket list. I want to go and do the whole length of the canyon. It's not eight hundred miles. It's much shorter than that. <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's a five, and I'll tell you why I think it's a five, and I'll tell you why it's what would prevent me from finishing it. Um, it's water. Yeah. The the canyon is only seven miles wide. So the width of the canyon is not, um, it, that's not, um, that's not really the, the relevant part of it, but it's the second largest canyon in Arizona. It's deep. It, it's, it's long and it goes from high elevation, goes from about 7,000 feet down to about 3,000 feet, which isn't a big, elevation gain or loss but it's the terrain and it's the the fact that it's a it's a dry canyon there's no water down there and if you do find water you're luckier than hell and if you're luckier than hell and you find water you're gonna have to boil it yeah because every wildlife animal in the state of arizona is probably drank out of it (laughs) and so it's a it's a whole different gig and I think for the fact that I got lost in it, and it, it didn't beat me, I got out, but I, I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do on that trip when I went out there by myself, when I thought I was Les Stroud, and I had like two <laughs> video cameras, and you I thought I was Survivor Man for not minute. enough water. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of video, not enough water, and I did run out of water, and I did sleep in a scorpion bed, and I did get lost, so yeah, there you go. Um, so I, I want to go do that again, and I think that's that's like a revenge bucket list. Right, You know, right. and so, so for me, I'm going to do it. There's two entrances to do that. It's Williams, Arizona, and Flagstaff, Arizona. I think I'd come out of the the harder the harder one would be coming out of Williams because I would have to connect to two or three other trails, and this is a canyon. This is a trail system that there are no trail signs. There are no like little happy little you know um, little trail signs people have made Same or carved <laughs> or whatever or this way. There's no arrows. It's all. Karen's navigation if the Karens are even there and these trails are old they're they're a hundred years old and so um but there's two cabins I want to go to winter cabin which is a old depleted cabin that you can actually sleep in if it's if, if it hasn't fallen down yet but you can sleep in it and I want to go to Taylor cabin you know, Taylor Cabin, I'm obsessed with because I couldn't find it the first time. <laughs> you were so close. I was so, I was so close. And I, I even had GPS coordinates that I found out later the GPS coordinates were wrong. Who puts in wrong GPS coordinates? That's like, like okay, we're going to go to the moon. Yeah, here are the GPS coordinates. You end up not on the moon. How does that even happen? <laughs> right? And so I NASA, NASA, we have a problem. I think NASA might be a little bit more particular How does that about even happen, GPS? right? So I, I want to go back. It's a revenge hike. and But the but here's, the, here's, for me, here's like the real challenge, right? There's no water. So I think if I planned that trip... And I, I committed to it. I would literally have to hike in halfway and I'd have to cache water. I'd have to actually go in halfway on a day hike, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And bring maybe like two or three um, liters of water, 
probably three, four liters of water, cache it, hide it, know where, it's, know where it is. And when I come back, that's my water supply. That's my resupply for water. That's the only way I see doing that trail or doing that canyon from north to south. Now, the good news is you do end up in Parsons, on the Parsons Trail, you end up in a, in a spring. So the Sycamore Creek, if you guys want to do research on this, Sycamore Creek is a dry creek. There's no water. It's dry. And the only time it's, the reason they call it a creek is because of snow melt and flash floods. That's it. That's your creek. Those are your two water sources. Snow melt or flash flood. But at the end, on the south end, there's a spring at the end of the um, uh, Sycamore Creek that ends up being the spring fed and the southern terminus for the Verde River. Yeah. And so you do have water if you can make it now. <laughs> I did make it after I got lost and after I survived the scorpion uh, bed of uh, camping and, and all that stuff. I did make it to the Verde River where uh, we did have a flash flood. And I did almost be swept away from the river. It was a tough trip, man. Um, uh, but... Uh, I want to go back and do that hike. So anyway, I know I talked a long time and, and people but, are like, you know, dude, it, just go do it. Just, just, you should have done it when you were out Get there. on with it. What's the next one? <laughs> but it's, it's, those, it's those ones that you need to beat, the challenging ones that push you and test you and like they stick with you. Oh, this There's, one, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, yeah. I drove out there. I literally, when I was out there last month, I drove to the trailhead. Yeah. And I flipped off the canyon. I go, I will be back. Yeah, that's probably not a wise move. <laughs> no, I think it was wise. <laughs> I actually think it was wise because I don't I don't want to I never want to leave an area that um, I don't I I feel that I didn't I learned a lot on that trip. Oh my god, I learned a lot. I I probably to this day was one of the best solo trips I've ever done. But I want that challenge to be back to say, you know what? Now I know you, and you can't beat me anymore. And I want to, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, I want to go do it. So yeah, that is that's a six. <laughs> it's a five point nine 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 nine. Uh, it's so I have not done a lot of research on Death Valley, but I would like to spend some extensive time in Death Valley. Probably for the same aspects of, of the, not because it has beat me, I've never been there, but the rawness of the, the dry land, of the just extreme exposure, that is a world I know little about at that extreme. And I would love, love to kick its butt. I have a rule. I don't go into anything that the words um, we'll fry start you. With death. That death. start with death. Death Valley. <laughs> death for me is like I don't go. I don't go in there. And I heard it's kind of hot. Yeah. It's a little warm. And there's no water. It's it's ever so. No, but you can actually go warm. camping in Death Valley. Right, and I would like to explore that. That would be on my bucket list. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, well, I think. Um, oh, hey. By the way, I wanted to let you guys know this. Um, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I don't know if you guys caught this, is that right now, this is the best time to buy backpacking gear. Seriously. If you're looking for backpacking gear, I mean, all the stores that have closed, all the outfitters that have closed in the retail sector right now, look at this is the best time to buy. So help support your local retailers. REI's been closed. They're, they're doing all their business online. Moose Jaw, all online. Um, you know, so go out there and support that. If you want to go to the backpacker store, we put all those sources together. You can help support the podcast. It's free to go out and look for gear. So the backpackerstore.com, this is the best time to look for gear because they are overstocked. They have to get, they have to get rid of all their stock for 2020. They haven't sold anything. It's all going to be readily available for Christmas. You're probably going to see you're probably going to see some of the best retail sales ever this Christmas. You were in the retail business for a long time, so I mean it's all overstock. So 
Thebackpackstore.com's got all your gear. Go check it out if you have a favorite piece of gear. If you're searching for a piece of gear that you want, the search is the power of the Backpacker Store. So just go to thebackpackerstore.com, look for your favorite piece of gear, and compare prices. So I think the next, and and I think speaking of gear, where I definitely would love to um, get some additional, maybe alpine gear, maybe winter gear, not really sure, but I want to go and uh, play around in Alaska. I would join you in a heartbeat. And now, not only do I want to play around in Alaska, but I want to camp on a glacier. And there's only one specific place that you can actually camp on a glacier, and that's Harding Icefield, and that's in the Kenai National Park. That's uh, south of Anchorage, Alaska. So it's not that hard to get to. You can, When you come out of Canada, you just kind of go into Alaska and then just go south right there in the peninsula. It's on the end of the, their, one of their peninsulas out there. And uh, it's a short hike. It's only 8.2 miles round trip. So it's a short uphill and you're on the glacier. Um, it's another 1.5 miles to the, to the trailhead. Um, so it's a little bit longer than 8.2 miles because you've got some uh, uh, exit hiking to do to get back to your car. Elevation is 3,800 feet, but that's what I love. It's, it's straight up. <laughs> it's really super steep. And you're, you may need ice crampons. So I'm well, all up into that. When I hear that, <laughs> I want to go to camp oh, on yeah. that glacier. Absolutely. I've never I've never camped on a glacier before. I want to camp on it. I want to get some ice crampons, and I want to I want to I want to set up camp right there, and uh, you know maybe do some rappelling in a crevice or a crevasse, and you know just really uh, being in that. In that moment in Alaska, I, I, I've just never been able to go up there. So well, that would be my bucket list for sure. Well, I think that sounds really good. Com, com, like coming off of uh, desert land, no water, heat. <laughs> right, right. After the Sycamore Wilderness I'd Canyon. I'd go. <laughs> Being mad. I'm going to a glacier, damn it. Uh, but that's Harding Icefield, Kenai National Park in Alaska. So do, do some research on that and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with Scott. I'm gonna go do that one. So um, yeah, so that's that's our that's our bucket list. Yeah, I I, I, I there's think so many other places. There's so many other places. Uh, I don't know. It's fun to kind of think about what you haven't achieved yet, what your goals are. It gives you something to look forward to. Well, absolutely, and I think and the, plan towards. And I think with this time of you know sitting around and you know waiting for things to get better and. You know, and, and quite frankly, you see a lot of bad news on, on TV. If you watch TV and you're listening to the news, it's not good news. Um, but we're going to get through all of this, and we're all going to be out doing our trails. Um, thank you to our podcast community um, that they're really coming together. I mean, I'm really seeing some really good stuff throughout the whole podcast community. And thank you really to our Facebook community. Our Facebook group, um, I, I, I'm telling you, the tent in the backyard <laughs> was just precious. And it's just precious. And really love seeing all of that. Um, we're going to try to put together something this week for the Facebook group. Um, I think we're going to have a Q&A or a talk or maybe a conversation. Maybe we'll just sing songs. We're going to try to do it live on Zoom. So if you haven't gone to our Facebook group page, uh, go and then we'll give you some details and instructions on that's going to work. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please post a comment on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasters. It really helps spread the word about our podcast and we really appreciate it. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. You guys have been great. And of course, our patrons who really help support um, our podcast. Ted Jones, Dave Beyer, John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kennison, Bob Esser, and Matthew Creecroft. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as two bucks a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones, and any of your other favorite podcatchers. If we're not on it, let us know. We'll always get 
on your favorite podcatcher. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page, where I may be doing some, I may be doing some cool stuff on our Facebook page. I'm thinking about it. I'm putting a plan together in my head. I think uh, I think I'm gonna I might do something with that, um, just because I want sitting at home. So I've been uh, thinking a lot about our Facebook page and how to how to uh, talk to our uh, community. So um, you guys remember the trail does give you everything that you need. We are on a trail right now, all of us. We're all of us are on a unknown trail, um, but we're gonna get through it. This trail is gonna give us everything that we need to live, to love, and to be better uh, people. So just remember. Trust the trail, you guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.